We welcome you to the Christian Ministries Church podcast. We believe God has a message for you today that will encourage and speak truth to your heart and life. Let's join Pastor Melanie Bertolio as she shares the word with us today. I'm excited. I'm very excited, actually, about this series. I didn't know how excited I was going to be about this series until I just started studying. And I'm, 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 well, I mean, Pastor talked about them all, but really, I mean, this is the first week where we're doing a single name that we're going to talk about. So I'm one name in, and I'm just, I'm just all, I can't, I'm trying to remember what, what it is that Tim Brooks says when he's, I'm just, I'm at fever pitch. That's what I am. I'm at fever pitch over this. That's right. Well, we're going to get started because I've got a lot that I want to cover tonight. Um, so Pastor introduced uh, the series last week, did a super job of that. And I, I, um, I'm very excited tonight to be talking to you about the name of God, Adonai. Um, and, and this is an, a name that I have heard my whole life. Um, I've, I've sung it in songs. I have, have been aware of the name, but I've never truly studied that name until uh, the last week or so. And um, I'm just going to tell you if, you, if we if we will get a hold of the name of God, Adonai, it will change everything about our life. Everything. And I think it, it couldn't be more appropriate that this is the first one we're starting with. There's a reason for it, and, and I think you'll pick up on that. Um, so let's just start with some, some statistics. Adonai is used over 400 times in the Old Testament. Here's something interesting. It's used in reference to God and to humans, all right? Um, so when it is in, if, if you're going, well, how could that be used in reference to humans? Well, think of it like this. You know, you're watching British TV, and you, thank you, my Lord, Okay, that's what it's talking about. So, so David, he didn't talk with a British accent, and I can't do it very well either. And we, I need to get Caleb Warren up here. He can do it. But, um, but I'm just saying it can be used in reference to um, human beings, and it even is in the Bible. Um, David referred to Saul as his Lord, all right? And so um, the meaning of it, though, is a little different when we're talking to God himself, and uh, you'll, you'll figure that out as we go along. Um, it's, uh, because it's used in reference to humans, I think it probably makes this part of it easier to understand, which is this. It's actually a title and not a name. And Pastor did a great job of explaining this last week because, um, because when we think of a pastor, okay, that's his title, but it also is very descriptive of who he is. And so Adonai is is both, I would say, both a title and a name. And it means this. It means sovereign one, master, ruler, owner. Now think that through. Sovereign one, master, ruler, owner. And it probably wouldn't surprise you then to think of it this way. It is probably the most offensive name of God that there is. Because there are people who might say, you know what, I believe that God created everything. 
but he is not my owner. You think about that? All right. People who, uh, who get offended easily could really, really take issue with this one. Wouldn't, I mean, because, okay, you know what? He's a loving God, and that's the God I'm loving. I'm not loving some God that's trying to own me. It's very offensive if you don't understand uh, what it truly means. So let's, let's think about the, the, the meaning of, of sovereign one. Sovereignty simply means this, that God is the creator of everything. Therefore, he is the supreme authority and has absolute power to do what he wants to do. All right? That's what sovereignty means. But sovereignty is, is, is greatly misunderstood. And sovereignty is why you will hear people say, God is in control. They will attribute everything that happens in life to the sovereignty of God. He's in control. He can do what he wants, and he does. And therefore, when something terrible happens and when, when an earthquake hits, when, when we have wildfires uh, coming at us, whatever it happens to be, we just say, well, that, it was just an act of God. And we, we say those things because we don't understand sovereignty. But Adonai means that he is the sovereign one. Well, if you're going to understand that name, you've got to understand sovereignty. So when we, have, we see events in the world that lead to death and destruction, please don't ever, as a Christian, say, well, God is in control. Because what I'm telling you is that's not a God I would want to serve. He'll use those events. He will use terrible things. And we see him do that all the way through the Bible. Using terrible things that happen to people so that he can be glorified in the end. And when he's glorified, everybody wins. But... but. Just because he has the power and the ability and the authority to do something doesn't mean that he does. I have a whole bunch of supervisors that, that are down here at CMA every week, and I praise God for them. I, I literally praise God for them. They, they make it to where I can do the things that I need to do. And they come in, and they, they don't get paid. They come in, and they, they sacrifice their time and they sacrifice sometimes their mental health. <laughs> but they do it because they love, love kids. They love God. They want to serve God. And they want to answer a call on their life. And I praise God for them. But I wouldn't be able to keep very many of them if I said to you, hey, listen. I'm giving you the authority to, to make decisions. I am, I'm, I'm going to let you choose how you're going to do something. And then every single time they went to go and do said thing, I jumped in front of them and said, move out of the way, let me do that myself. Okay, that wouldn't make me a very good leader if I did that. And it's the same thing with God. He gave man dominion on the earth and he told us to tend this, this place, didn't he? He told us to do it. So if every time we went to, to, to take our, our hoe and start tending, 
he stepped in front of us and said, get out of the way and let me do that, he wouldn't really be a very good God because he would be undermining the very authority that he says he's given us. And so, so sovereignty doesn't mean that God just comes in and, and wipes people out. Now, he did that in the Old Testament, but that was judgment. And judgment is far different than a, 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 a hurricane coming through and, and killing people. And so when, when God delegated authority to us on the earth, he doesn't step in anytime he wants to and fix what we're messing up. He often lets us mess it up. So we believe that God can step into our circumstances, but we also believe that he's not going to do that unless we give him permission to do that. It sounds weird to say, I'm going to give God permission to do anything, but he's a good God. And he's not, it's like, you know, I'm learning to parent adult children. And some days I do it well and some days not so well. But, but the fact of the matter is they get to make their own choices. I've raised them up to be adults. Now they are adults and I've got to let them make their decisions. And if every single time they're making one, I step in, they're not going to see me as someone they want to be around, someone they want to submit to, someone they want to honor. And God understands all of this far better than we do. So he is, he is the sovereign one. But don't mistake that that means he's just going to come in and, and do what he pleases anytime he wants. He will eventually because the lease is almost up. But for a season of time, he has ha, this, this earth is on lease to mankind. And so until that time is up, then he's not going to do that. The other definition for, for uh, Adonai is master or ruler as, or owner. So God is our master, God is our ruler, God is owner. These three descriptive words of God are not words that people who don't know him would ever use for him. These are words that the people who know him would use. Because typically if you can't submit to God, you probably aren't going to submit to anybody else. And so these are words that are difficult really for a lot of people to understand but but when we think about God as a master a ruler or an owner that sounds harsh doesn't it but here's why it isn't he doesn't impose himself on us this is not forced slavery but it is slavery I'm going to explain that in a little bit, but just know this. It's not forced slavery, but it is slavery. I want to look real quick at Psalm 8, verse 1. We're going to kind of shift just for a minute. But Psalm 8, verse 1 says this, O Lord, our Lord, your majestic name fills the earth. Your glory is higher than the heavens. Now, you notice, and Pastor talked about this, how the first time it says Lord, it's in all caps, which means Jehovah or Yahweh. So many different times throughout the Bible, especially the Old Testament, when it's, it uses a, 
Uh, if you if you if you study a lot and you understand, if you use the Strong's Concordance, you will know there are a lot of different words that represent God. And and so when Lord is in all caps, that is Jehovah, or that is Yahweh. Both of those mean the same thing. And so the second time though that it uses the word Lord, it says, "Can you we put that back up real quick?" O Lord, our Lord, your majestic name fills the earth. The second time that it says Lord, it's actually Adonai. And so when it says Adonai there, what it's actually saying, if you put all that together, is O Jehovah, our Adonai. What does that mean? Well, Jehovah means the self-existing one. If you got your paper, look at your paper. Or the ruler. So, or I'm sorry, self-existing one. And then Adonai means ruler. So, oh, self-existing one, our ruler. All right, think that through. I believe that we have got to know God first as Jehovah or Yahweh. We've got to understand that he just is. Before we can actually submit to him and, and recognize who he is as, as master and ruler. All right. We also need to know who he is as Elohim, this, because Elohim means creator. All right. So we've got to know God. And if you look on your paper, the first one listed, I believe, is Adonai, and then Elohim, and then Jehovah. Those are the three things that, I mean, those kind of lay the foundation for everything else that you're going to hear about. So you've got to understand that Jehovah and Elohim, self-existing one and creator, you have to get that part before you can even begin to decide whether or not you're going to, to let him be your master or your ruler. All right, so um, why do we have to know that? Because to be our master, ruler, and owner requires submission to him. And submission requires justification. What do you mean by that? I mean that you've got to have a reason. I've got to be able to justify why I'm submitting to someone right? I mean, I don't just submit to anybody. I shouldn't. Christians shouldn't. Now, 2020 showed us that there's a lot of Christians out there that kind of will submit to just about anything. But we shouldn't. There ought to be justification when we submit to something. Um, Because we just don't want to do it for no reason. But the reason we submit to God is because he is the self-existing one and the creator. And when some, someone or something comes along that can make that claim and have it be true, then we can consider submitting to someone else. But, I mean, 6,000 years and we've not seen anybody else, anything else. God is God. Jehovah is the self-existing one. And Elohim is the creator. There is none other. There are no other. I'm saying that if we find that comes along, but the fact of the matter is that's sarcasm. No one's coming along. He, he is God. So I submit to, him, to God. I can make him my Lord. I can call him master because of who he is. Submission's a word nobody likes. I don't like it. I certainly don't like it when it tells me to submit to someone that well, golly, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't really think they're smarter than me or I don't think they know more than I do. I don't think they 
deserve to be, but what I'm telling you is submission is something that we have got to get a hold of if we want to understand God as Adonai. Um, Yielding, obeying, submitting, those are difficult words to swallow. But as a Christian, they are words we must swallow. They are, are yeah. things that we have to embrace. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people in this room right now, but I submit to one as my husband. And I submit to him. Ladies, that shouldn't be offensive to us. There is one person, or a lot of you in here, but there's one person in this room that I submit to as pastor. Why? Because of who they are. Because of who they are. I, I like most of you. But I'm not submitting to you all as pastor. I'm not submitting to any other man in this room except for Rick Bertolio as husband because of who they are. When I go to Schlotzky's in Springfield, which I love Schlotzky's, by the way, and who doesn't love to just say Schlotzky's? <laughs> but when I go to Schlotzky's in Springfield and I want to get myself one of those delectable flatbreads that have the chicken all over them or just the original Schlotzky's sandwich. I submit to Ken and Lamb. Here's why. Because he owns that restaurant. And if he puts a sign up in the front and it says, no shoes, no shirt, no service, I submit to that. Why? Because he has supreme authority in that business because he's the owner. I submit to that. He has the power and the authority in that establishment, and so I submit to that. And that makes sense to everyone in here, I'm sure. So let's, let's go to Psalm 110. Because in Psalm 110, verse 1, we're going to kind of do another little pivot, but this is all going to come together here in just a little bit. In Psalm 110, verse 1, it says, The Lord, and again, that is Jehovah, the Lord said to my Lord... Sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I make your enemies, until I humble your enemies, making them a footstool under your feet. So Jehovah said to my Adonai, okay, so the self-existing one said to my ruler, sit in the place of honor at my right hand, until I humble your enemies, making them a footstool under your feet. Real quickly, who sits at the right hand of the Father? Jesus. Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are one. Therefore, they are all Adonai. But this passage is specifically referencing Jesus as Adonai. He is our master, our owner, our Lord. And Adonai is a Hebrew word... Uh, so it is, is found in the Old Testament, but it does have a, a corresponding Greek word that means the same thing. And that one is used in the New Testament, and that is kurios. And that word is sometimes used in reference to Yahweh, but often it's in reference 
to Jesus as Adonai. And in Romans 10, verse 9, we, we know this. It says, If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So what this is saying is, if Jesus is true, truly our Lord, if he is our owner, then we, what, what do we call people who are owned by someone else? We call them a slave. That sounds harsh, but it's not. We see bondage in such a negative light, but here's what I'm telling you. You're going to learn something here, and you're, what you're going to learn is this, that you are never more free than when you are bound to Christ. You will never be more free. No matter what the world tells you, no matter how many people in your life tell you how everything is just restriction and it's all the things you can't do when you become a Christian, you will never be more free than when you are bound to Christ. Many people, many people, if you look at that verse, many people hitch themselves up to believe in your heart. Why? Well, that really requires very little effort. There's a lot of things I believe in my heart. But we want to completely ignore that Jesus must be our Lord for us to be saved. Why do we do that? Because believing is easy and requires nothing of us. But when he is our Adonai, when he is our Kyrios, it requires us to change. It requires us to submit our will to him and it means that he becomes the master and we become a slave. Yes. So Romans 1, written by Paul, starts out this way. This letter is from Paul, a slave of Christ Jesus. Did anyone can anyone find in the New Testament anywhere where Paul regretted his decision to follow Christ, where Paul didn't talk about freedom all the time. And yet he could boldly say, a slave of Christ Jesus. Later on in verse 6, he says that before Christ, we were all slaves to sin. And starting in verse 14, I want to read a few verses there. It says, this is still Paul. He says, sin is no longer your master. What does that mean? It means we were a slave to sin. But, but sin is no longer our master. For you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. Well, well then, since God's grace has set us free from the law, does that mean we go on sinning? Of course not. Don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? So when, when we took Romans 10, 9 and we can confessed Jesus as Lord, we were saying, God, I choose. See, I believed in my heart. That he was raised up from the grave. That he was the Messiah and he is alive today. I believed that. And that part wasn't so difficult. But when I confessed him as Lord, what I said was, God, you are the master and I am your slave. Yes. Wow. And I have lived my life, most of it. I got saved when I was eight years old. What I'm telling you is being a slave to Christ has been the greatest experience of my whole life. So it says, you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey. 
You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Thank God once you were slaves of sin, but now you wholeheartedly obey this teaching we've given you. Now you are free from your, from your slavery to sin, and you have become slaves to righteous living. So we went from being slaves to sin to being slaves to righteousness, all because, not just because we believed, but because we made Jesus our Lord. He is our Adonai. He is our Kyrios. Our only chance for true freedom is to bind ourselves to Christ. And it's really hard for us to wrap our mind around this idea of enslaving ourselves. What kind of a loving God would want us to do that? But let's look and see. We're going to look in Philippians chapter 2. We're going to start in verse 5. It says this. It says, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God... He did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names that at the name of Jesus... Every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the God the Father. Verse 7, verse 7, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave. Isn't it interesting that God didn't ask us to do something Jesus didn't ask us to do something that he didn't first do himself and show us the way to do it. You see, when, when, when he came to this earth, he became, a, he, he took the humble position of a slave. So what was he enslaved to? He was enslaved to the Father's will. Not my will, but your will be done. He enslaved himself to the Father's will. And it says he gave up his rights and his privileges. You know, a lot of Christian people out there fighting for rights. I don't know if it's occurred to you, but Jesus gave all his up. Now, does that mean we shouldn't fight for certain things? No, that's not what it's saying. But we fight for the, these things we think we deserve. Jesus gave up everything he actually did deserve. We just think we deserve things. He actually did deserve them and he gave them all up. He humbled himself. He submitted to his father's will. He descended. We're, all, all, we're looking to ascend at all times. And Jesus did just the opposite. He descended to the lowest of places. He made himself sin who knew no sin yep. Yep. so that we 
could be called the righteousness of God. That's Jesus. And here we are as Christians sit, standing up and going, we don't deserve this. And we, this is, we're going to get this because we, we need to fight for our rights. We do need to fight for rights. But more than that, we need to fight for people to join us in heaven one day. He gave things up. He wasn't trying to accumulate. He poured himself out. He deserved glory. He deserved honor and praise. But he gave up what he deserved and he traded it for ridicule, for criticism, for mocking, for shame. But I love a word in there. Therefore. And it means for that reason. Because he was willing to humble himself. For that reason, it says God elevated him and honored him. God gave him a name above every other name. And here's what you can know. There is coming a day when every person who's alive and every person who's ever been alive is going to bow to that name. And you will bow either in righteousness or in judgment. But make no mistake about it, you will bow. And the whole earth and everyone who's ever lived will say, Jesus Christ is Lord. He's our master. Here's the crazy part about God, and I love this. Jesus doesn't enslave us. He doesn't force slavery upon us. We willingly bind ourselves to him. We choose to submit to God, to Jesus as our Adonai. We give our lives to him. Paul had no regrets or reservations when he said, I am a slave to Christ. He didn't. I'm, I am 47 years in. I'm all in. Because every minute of it has been worth it. God has never failed me. Submitting to God, enslaving myself to God, is the greatest decision I've ever made. But you know, sanctification is a process. And it's the process by which we recognize the areas of our lives that we haven't submitted to God. See, there are some things that I've submitted to God and there are some things that I haven't. And the same is true for everyone in this room. And, and when I say not submitted to God, think of it like this. I'm hanging on to ownership. But when Jesus owns me, my agenda bows to his agenda. When Jesus owns me, my feelings bow. See, when, when one of you hurts my feelings, and some of you have... I don't, get, I don't get to wallow in that because, you know, Jesus had, had feelings too. When, when Jesus owns me, my flesh has to bow. That means my desires and my appetites must bow. The things that, that, that bring me personal pleasure. God loves me. He wants me to enjoy life. But he does not want the things that I enjoy to own me. 
He wants to own me. When Jesus owns me, pride has to bow. I have to know that without Christ, everything in me is bad. How do I know this? Because everything good in me came from Him. I love, and I thank God for this a lot, I love that God that God gave me a gift of music. Because I think that's one of the cooler gifts, if I'm just going to be honest with you. But I'm very aware that I did nothing, nothing to get it. See, I can't get in pride about anything that I do up here on this stage. Why? Because I didn't do anything to get it. So my pride must bow to, to Jesus, my Adonai. When Jesus is my Adonai, my Kyrios, my life looks like surrender. My life looks like obedience and submission and freedom. And when, it, when my life doesn't look like that, it's evidence that there's something going on where I'm not in submission, where I'm not making Jesus the Lord over my life. Teresa, I'm going to have you come up. I, there's a song that has just, since I started studying this, this word, Adonai, this name, this title. You know how I, I was telling her, I would imagine it's been 40-some years since this song popped into my head. But I just couldn't, I, I mean, every time I'm, I'm studying this, this is what's going off in my mind. And there's a song from when I was young, and my dad used to sing it a lot, um, but it was called Jesus be the Lord of all. Not Jesus be the Lord of most. Not Jesus be the Lord of, of all these things that have to do when I go to church, but not at my workplace. I mean, Melissa Hathaway is teaching us how to deal, how to let Jesus be the Lord at work. In elevation class, she's teaching us how to, to, to talk about what we believe and, and to share our convictions about Christ. But we, we have this, this thing where we make Jesus Lord over here. Why? Because that one's easy for me. But we don't make him Lord in the areas where it's really difficult. When you're young and you're, you know, when you've just kind of decided to make a decision for the Lord and you, you want to do, do right, the hardest thing in the world is to separate yourself from friends who are leading you in the wrong direction. But if Jesus is going to be the Lord of all, if they can't come with you where you're going, you're going to have to leave them behind. I want us to stand, and, 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 and we're going to put the words to this song up. I know most of you have probably never heard of it, but there's a few of you oldies out there that you're going to be like me. You, know, you probably know this one. But um, as we I don't even, I'm not even asking you to sing it. I'm asking you to just pray it. Do whatever you need to do to examine yourself to know. What area is Jesus not, absolutely not, the Lord of my life? And as we sing this, I just want this to be your prayer. And I want you, I'm going to shut up because I just want the Lord to do the work. 
But if we're going to, if he's truly going to be our Adonai, we have got to 100% submit to him. Thank you for being part of our podcast today. You'll find more online messages from Christian Ministries Church, as well as location information on our website at cmchurch.net. There's a place for you at Christian Ministries Church, where it's more than a church, it's family.